Welcome back to Going Long on First. We are officially in off-season mode, which means things are going to be a little different around here uh, for the next couple months. Uh, but Jeremy is back. Proud to say Who's that? that Jeremy is back. Uh, I don't know. You know what? It's kind of better than just Owen and I. Um, Ow! Just kidding. Just kidding. We love to have you here, Jeremy. We need somebody to talk. Uh, you know, shit. About well, I don't remember what you said last week. You said Correct. something about last week. You're like, because I was on one side of it. And Owen, of course, you know, stayed middle ground. And he's like, you know, too bad Jeremy wasn't here. So you two could have just duked it out. I don't remember what it was we were talking about now. What but... were we arguing about that? Shit. I remember what you're talking about, though. Yeah, it was. It was the perfect. It was literally the perfect argument to have like completely opposite sides where i was sitting here like no this is the actual answer oh it was a uh, uh hall of fame right wasn't it was it like a hall Ooh. of fame thing i don't i don't honestly i don't remember what it was i just remember you saying you know too bad jeremy's not here because you were on one side jeremy probably would have been on the other side just because i was on the one and then I, owen's just i think right it was the matt's i thought it was the matt stafford hall of fame discussion was it? Well, because I know we got into like Big Ben and Eli and Philip and all those guys we talked about. Yeah, but we don't need we to. Uh, we don't need to jump that far back. That's right. Let bygones be bygones, as they say. Correct. Let's we'll jump into some quarterbacks who are currently in the NFL, though, huh? So off season, it's going to be a little different um, because you know. We, we kind of get to do what we want almost. I mean, there's some big dates that we'll obviously cover. Uh, combine, free agency, the draft, you know, all that stuff comes along. Um, but other than that, you know, we, we kind of get to do what we want. We can discuss what we want, things like that. Um, so I figured we'd start out with uh, the quarterback situation. A lot of teams – are going into the offseason with quarterback questions. Obviously, the Packers, which is the big one with Rodgers. Russell Wilson uh, is another one. So I got a list of quarterbacks here. I uh, figured that we'd run through and see um, what we could do with that, what we think will happen. Um, yeah, and then we'll jump into some draft stuff, uh, you know, talk about some of our mocks that we'll be doing. Uh, we're gonna do oh, a, yes. a, a mini one today, I guess. Owen Owen's brilliant mind said, "You know what? Let's not all just throw out five top five prospects, but let's let's snake right. draft it and make me work harder when I'm not mini... draft ready yet." <laughs> we're not exactly draft ready, but that's the fun part. We can come back and look at our little snake draft and compare it to the real draft and see how close, see what that, we're, you know, if we have people in the right spots, you know, we'll get there. And then of course we'll be going off our mock drafts, which I am, you know, I can do a mini snake draft. I cannot do a 32 team. Yeah, first round absolutely mock draft not at this yet. point. No, no, no. So what we did last year, I think we did three mocks last year. We'll probably do something like that again. We'll probably do three. I'm thinking the first one after the combine, which the combine is next week. Uh, then probably another one in a few weeks uh, towards the end of March, beginning of April. The draft is April 20. 
8th. So the end of April. So we'll probably do another right. one, our final one, right before draft hits. So I'm thinking we'll probably right. shoot three out there is my guess. Right. Um, yeah, so as we wait for Jeremy to return, uh, make his infamous return once again, um, you know, Owen, let, let's start with the, let's start with Rogers, huh? Let's start with Rogers. I know Jeremy, uh, we, uh, you know, start. Yeah, exactly. Start out with the big one here. Uh, he made a, well, what a lot of people thought and probably what a lot of people wanted was a big time interview yesterday now on the Pat McAfee show Uh, ended up being nothing when everybody thought it was going to be something. Uh, He even had Ian Rappaport on right before Rogers and was like, Hey, what do you think he's going to say? Pat McAfee to Ian was like, you know, what do you, what do you think he's going to do? Is he, is he going to say anything to us? Is he not? And Ian's like, you know, I don't know if he'll give you something, uh, or what, but he's like, but my prediction, my thought is, is he either retires or he stays in Green Bay for another year. He, uh, uh, you know, w- what's that term? T- go Goes back another round, what, whatever, takes it back another year kind of deal. So, <laughs> Circles the wagons. Circles the wagons, sure, whatever we want to call it. He's coming back. Um, running it back. There it is. I had to think of Run it, it for a second. Run it back. There, there it is. See, uh, sometimes that brain's got to work a little harder than, than others. Um, so, so let's start there. Nothing, nothing was said. He said, "I haven't made a decision yet." Uh, he did say at the beginning of the off season that he would make a decision by free agency, which is March fourteenth. So we are T minus three weeks away from that, pretty much. Um, well, let's start there, Owen. Uh, as we, like I said, wait for Jeremy's return. Um, now this ended up being kind of a masterful troll job by him, whether he did it intentionally or not. Okay. It starts with McAfee took a week off after the Super Bowl. Their first episode back was last, oh, it was yesterday for us, uh, Tuesday, the, the infamous Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, right? Uh, yes. this is his first episode back from vacation. He hypes it up, and then on Monday or Sunday night, I think he's like, can't wait to be back. We got a big guest lined up. Like, oh, I wonder who that could be, right? You know, instantly you're thinking, okay, there's a certain MVP quarterback that needs to make a decision soon. The next day, Mr. Mr. Rogers himself puts out a Instagram post of uh, gratitude, right? Ten, yes. ten pictures, a lot of a lot of – a lot of lines or connections can be made, you know, whatever you wanted to think of that, about that post. It looked very retirement-esque if you wanted to read into it. So we're like, oh, he's definitely making a decision. Tuesday starts, Pat hypes it up, confirms Rogers on the, the next hour, has Rappaport on, they're all hyped up. Pat's high as hell, of course he is. And, uh, you know, 12 central hits. Rogers gets himself onto the Zoom call instantly. If anyone's here for a decision, not happening today. Sorry. See ya. That takes <laughs> Pat's 140,000 concurrent viewers and turns it down to about 90,000 instantly within that, like, that first couple minutes of his interview. It was, it was impressive. Impressive Insane. troll job. Um, 
and then we got to learn about the Panchakarma cleanse instead of where he's going to be playing football next year. So it was you know, a great, it's a, it was a, great it was a very enlightening uh, interview. It was very enlightening. It was a great time. But he did get really deep into some stuff, and obviously, whatever. You can read a lot into it again, like we know, but it, I don't know. And my opinion sure didn't change much from the interview itself. If you could say it maybe solidified that he's coming back to the Packers, just the way he's talked about him. And, um, but it really, you have a, I have a good feeling he does. Right. But here's my thought on it. I think it comes down really to one thing. And that's Devontae Adams, which he he talked about that, about the, the future of Devontae Adams as well. I think if Adams comes back, I think there's a pretty high chance Rodgers is back too. I think if Adams is gone, there's no chance he comes back. I, say, I really think it's all tied to what the Packers do with Adams, which I think I'm pretty comfortable that they bring him back which is why I'm comfortable saying Rodgers also comes back. That's fair. And I think, you know, I don't see an avenue of Devontae leaving just because of that tag option. No matter who doesn't like it and who does, it's just it's an option that the team has. They're going to try to sign him to an extension. If they can't come to an agreement, they're going to tag him by March 8th. Like, that's just what's going to happen. So, uh, but I think Rodgers is very against that franchise tag and what it does for guys' situations. Yes, Yep. So that could be a negative in that sense. Um, it really felt like, you know, Rogers came on, he talked about, you know, there's a decision to be made, but there's obviously conversations to be had to base that decision off of. Um, so he almost put the, the onus on the Packers be like, you guys need to figure something out quick. Then we can come to an agreement. But then Goody GM, Brian Gutekunst came out today and he had his press conference planned for scouting combined. wasn't supposed to be a Rogers thing. He comes out and says, Rogers is the first domino to fall so we can figure out everybody else's contracts. So they're really kind of in like a, you know, they're in a stare down at the moment. They are. Yes. Yes. Um, it still feels better than last off season. I'm not too worried about their relationship. And if, if there's going to be any contention there, things like that. Um, you know, obviously the Packers are a business and they got to do what they feel is right. They've already cleared cap with Kenny, uh, Kenny Clark. They cleared some cap good. there. Um, a lot of talk about Zedarius and if he's going to return, he even made a comment about that too, about how that number is way too high, which everybody agrees. I think it's at like 27 million. His cap number is for next year, which yeah, it's an insane amount of money uh for one guy and especially a guy like him you know he's great and all but nowhere near worthy of that i i they got a lot of work to do but that's a separate conversation of course we don't need to go there um but yeah it'll be interesting i i'm i'm still confident that he ends up returning just there's always that doubt i was very nervous yesterday owen very nervous oh i know you were I was, uh, uh, and you could tell from my reaction where I was like, I don't know, it's going to be a shit show. We'll get through it. <laughs> but you were, know, you were preparing for the worst. Yeah. Is that we what you a, were doing? I mean, kind of, we, we had a snow day and I was just sitting here. That's like, true. You know, I was focused on my work and then I had it on the background and then I know you had had it on at work as well. We had to, it really, it's like the, they're trying their hardest to like, um, 
to copy the Brett Favre, like I'm retiring, I'm not retiring. It's really completing that cycle right now. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? And in that cycle, this would be Favre's last year. This would be 2007, losing in the NFC Championship this year if Rodgers comes back. And uh, it'd be an incredible way for that to happen. I don't want that cycle. I mean, it's already begun with Jordan Love being selected. Uh, I don't want it again. Don't want that again. So, all right, let's keep her moving. I can't wait for Jeremy all night long. Uh, I, I hope he returns. Um, but l- let's let's move down the quarterback list, shall we? Let's let's stick in the north. Uh, this guy's talked about a lot. I feel like there's probably really not a lot to talk about. Uh, it seems like he's pretty solidified, but I guess maybe the question is, should he be the guy? Uh, talking about Kirk Cousins. Uh, his new, his new coach, Kevin O'Connell, uh, pretty much in like introductory press conference situation deal, uh, pretty much was like, yeah, I'm excited to work with Kirk and, uh, see what we can do. So it seems like Kirk is the guy he's got one year left this year is his last year on his mega deal that he signed, uh, with that all full guaranteed money. Um, (laughs) so he's back, but speaking of who's back. Let's welcome Jeremy back to the pod. Dun, Woo, dun, dun, welcome dun, back, dun, Jeremy. Jeremy is back. I have no idea what happened. That's I have right. no clue what nice. happened. Technical difficulties. Yes. Uh, Jeremy. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, okay. <laughs> we uh we were just talking about one of your favorite guys out there, favorite quarterbacks. We uh, started with this quarterback. Well, Sure, Jeremy. We we kind of already uh, sailed past that boat, but why don't you give us your your two cents on on that situation? He's going to Philly, and we're winning some rings. All right, beautiful. Moving on. It's the only way I um, want hurts out. The only way I want hurts out is if I can hurt you the most, Seth, with my taking Rogers. That that would hurt a lot. That's he a can big hurts, capital. Yeah, H. big hurts. Big Jalen hurts right there. If that happened, ugly. That's <laughs> that's ugly. Ugly right there. That's playing dirty. I'm talking about I'm talking about Kurt Coupons, Jeremy. Wow. Kurt Coupons. So I, I mentioned to Owen while you were you're jumping back on uh, that Kevin O'Connell, their new coach, came out and said uh, he's he's pretty much the guy. He he said he's excited to work with him and all this good stuff. Is so it sounds like Kirk is going to be there for at least another year. He's got one year left on the deal. So the question, I guess, then is: Should he be the guy? Should they should they at least look at other options, or is it just it's it's Kirk all the way, Captain Kirk? Let's let's go one more round. I mean, he's got to be your guy for one more year because um, the guy they drafted last year didn't even look close to showing up on the field at all. No. Um, Mond or whatever. Yeah, Kellen Mond. Third round pick. You don't really. Ex- it's not like you're going to pull a Russell Wilson out of the third round every year. You know, that's that's that rarely happens. So Mond, I mean, that's a project. Um, any way you cut it, unless he takes a huge leap this year. I assume Kurt ha- Kirk has to be the guy this year, but I assume you draft a guy again this year in the first or second. That would so be my it- assumption. Is it pretty much one and done for Kirk though? Like 
no matter what, he's out after this year? Is that what you were saying? Well, it depends on who you get and how the growth of the guy is. Because here's the deal. There's not very good first-round talent for quarterbacks this year. There isn't. It, it's definitely not what it was last year. But I think there's some interesting guys still. Like, as I, I think it may not be as top-heavy, but I feel like it, it has some depth, though. I like, I feel like there's probably six or seven guys that you can make a case could be legitimate NFL guys out there. Maybe that's just me just jumping in. That's, you want to know what it reminds me of? On the surface, it reminds me of the Christian Ponder, Jake Locker draft. Oh, yes. That's what it reminds me of. Where it's going to be these guys were at the beginning of it, everybody's like, yeah, they're just mid-level dudes. They should, none of them should go in the first. And they're going to get talked all the way up until the mid to early first round. And they're all going to end up being turds. Well, when's the last now, time a quarterback wasn't taken in the first round? Like, there's going to be a couple. There's going to be a couple. We know that. That probably hasn't happened since, like, I don't know, they didn't throw the football. <laughs> probably. Probably. It's been I, – I can't remember uh, a draft where a quarterback wasn't in the first round. Uh, it feels like every year they're always trying to break the record for most quarterbacks drafted in the first round. So. Well, it's because it's the most important position in sports. You have to have one. You have to have a quarterback. You heard it here first, folks. You have to have a quarterback on the field to win a game. Thanks, Madden. Um, all right. Owen, your 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 quick two cents on, on Kirk. Cut that Kirk. cut that uh Kirk coupon two cent savings out of there. That was the worst joke I've ever heard. Thank you for that. Uh Kirk in yeah, feels like he cemented uh in Minnesota for the year. I think that it will be, you know, I can kind of see one of those really like stat uh, favorable years for Kirk where, that, where you know, it, I think he did okay last year, but the year before that where his stats were actually pretty good and that's what Vikings fans will point at when they try to argue for his, his value. They can and then I it. think – Keep it. And then I think if it's marginally good, he'll get his, his contract re-signed. Like, because I think just so? don't think – it, you'd have to have a great avenue for someone else, or I don't. And I'm not sure what the quarterback uh, prospects look for, ne- like or look like next year. But I think, um, especially for the Vikings, they're just too talented to end up having the number one pick anyway. So I think he, I definitely see Kirk staying in Minnesota pretty easily on my on my end. Definitely more, little, more than more than just next year. Yes, I do. And really? for for a, for less of a contract than he got, but you know something stable, something stable, like a Baker May. What Baker Mayfield is probably going to end up getting here soon. Oh, and here's Baker the deal. Mayfield, he's the next Kirk. Well, and here's the deal. Owens probably, I mean, right on the nuts accurate because Kirk is that type of guy that'll give you just enough when it's time to get rid of him, and then you go, ah, well, we, you know, there's not many guys better than him, but exactly. then realistically, it's like. It's like that middle line. It's like that 15th best quarterback where it's like occasionally he's going to give you a year where he's the 12th best. But most of the time he's going to be like 16 or 17. That's Kirk, Kirk coupons. I Owen, oh, I get you at the end of the day. I think here's the deal is we all just said it. This year probably doesn't have the quarterback to replace anybody anywhere. But like if you're Minnesota, do you take a chance on a guy like Carson who's definitely got more talent than Kirk? Just a lot of uh, 
questionable decision making is kind of where he sits. That's kind of almost talk- where Kirk sits too, doesn't it? Like that that's the biggest knock on him is uh his decision making and his more- choking in the primetime events. I would say Kirk's issue is uh the fact that he can't like he can't show up to games that matter. Um I think Carson's Carson's issue is he gets in his own way where it's like the guy, I mean, he literally has not progressed as a quarterback since the year we won the Super Bowl, 2017. He has never gotten better. And actually, the thing about it, somebody made a really, really good point on the Eagles pod the other day that Carson actually has really only taken like a one to two year stride in the NFL. And everything after that has been the same or worse because the guy has not tried to progress his game since he lost his athletic ability when he hurt his knee. And the thing about Carson that was so huge is that year when we really like we took off is it was his escapability to make plays outside of the pocket. Well, once he lost his mobility, his arm never progressed. He's not accurate at all. The guy is not an accurate quarterback and it, it shows is the trouble. Yeah. It, I mean, he had a, a pretty comfortable system next year. That's a good, that's a good, uh, good one to add to this list. Um, all right. Let's jump on to Carson. Where, where do what do we think is going to happen there? So, you know, he he's with his boy, Frank Wright, over in, in Indy. Um, but Jim Irsay, after the season came out, and was not too pleased with how things ended, which obviously, you know, the biggest game of the season against the Jags, who are one of the worst teams, and they come out and just forgot how to play football, uh, which lost them pretty much the playoffs. Um, is that... Is Carson, speaking of middle and quarterbacks, is Carson around still in, in Indy next year? Like, is he – speaking of not a lot of great options, what do they do? Unless they go after a guy like Russell probably. I don't even know. I mean, Deshaun Watson, but there's a lot of lot of controversy around that one, of course. I mean, where, where does Indy go other than Carson? Can't bring Phillip Rivers back this time. Why not? I mean, maybe, I guess. He's probably oh, still I'll waiting for that first. week 15 window to come back. He should have came back for the last game of last year when they you, were winning in. They and probably would have won. Hit on their year. I'll, I'll start this one off. I think if you're Indy, you're stuck with Carson for at least one more year. There's no way out of that. Because like we said just about Kirk a second ago, there's really not anything to go, oh, I'm going to go replace this guy. Um if Carson does leave Indy, I truly don't know who they bring in. Like, I don't know who's a good fit in that offense. Um, unless you go a year with Jacoby Brissett or if you, what about, uh, what about another guy in my list? We'll kind of maybe tie him in a little bit. What about Jimmy G? You know what? That was a name that I heard mentioned for that, that team. Um, and he's the one that I thought probably makes the most sense. Like, because he's a lot, hell of a lot more accurate quarterback than Carson. He's a good orchestrator of an offense. And, I mean, he's he's not going to – it's rare that he's going to lose you the game unless it's the, you know, NFC Championship. But, um, he, I mean, he'd be a step up for sure from Carson. He would be. I mean, he like you just said, he's not going to lose you a lot of games. He's not going to win you a lot of games either. But you got a guy like Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and the way that defense is. You need to do just enough. I yep. mean, you need to do everything Carson Wentz didn't do in the that final game, uh, and they're in the playoffs. So yeah, Owen. Yeah, I Carson don't, uh... Wentz 
Carson Wentz theory. Car, I don't, yeah, I don't think it seems like it's no secret that Carson looks to be moving on or they're heavily favoring that route. So Jimmy G feels like a guy. Definitely. It feels like Colts could be one of those that could snag a Kenny Pickett or a Malik Willis mid uh, first round, wherever they're at. I think they're at like 20 something. That's where the Colts always end up, isn't it? Like 20 to 25. Like somewhere that, yeah. That's yeah. like their, their pick every year. Um, so, and that kind of feels like a right spot, probably the highest I would imagine some of those guys going. So uh, I can see that as well. I don't know. Jimmy G, if he doesn't cost too much, and, you know, I don't know what you get for Carson, though, so. Yes. You let that, him walk. I mean, you think – I don't know. It, it feels like Indy is probably the only legitimate shot that he has to be a starting quarterback still because Frank is there. Like, no other team – I mean, there was talks about last year when, when the Philly moved on from him. As, Are you it, saying that about Carson right now? I am. Yeah, but Frank Reich even sounded kind of soured on him after the season. Well, yeah, but it could have been some just emotions there after. I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody was disappointed in in how it ended. I mean, you have to be, of course. Um, But I mean, realistically, though, for Carson, it's either Indy or nobody, right? Like nobody else is going to give him a shot. I think a team that would would be Pittsburgh. That was was one I was going to say. Okay, I was going to say he fits that mold, big quarterback, you know, strong arm. That's a spot where I think I would put him. And then what killed Pittsburgh last year was, or the last couple of years was not having that dynamic ability, which, you know, you could say what you want about Carson, but he's a lot more mobile than a lot of guys, uh, even though he is kind of that big. Guy I don't know that. if I'd say that anymore, man. I, I mean, I, I, I get you. He tries yeah. to be, he tries I, to be at least. That's, that's, that's the, the fair point is where it's like, well, that's gotten him into a trouble a lot, but I think if you do the right thing, with a guy of his skill set, like it's, it's still, it's still plausible. I just don't put a lot of value on it. But when you're in a position like Pittsburgh, it's like maybe you get Jimmy G, or maybe you get one of the young guys out of the draft. But if you don't have any other options than Mason Rudolph, you definitely gotta try. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, they I were. Think- uh, I, I, who who was it that came out for Pittsburgh? I saw this yesterday. Uh, they did. I, th- I don't know if it was the owner or who it was exactly. Um, but they came out and said they were pretty confident in Mason Rudolph as the starting quarterback going into week one. They were confident in his ability to lead the team. Do you buy that? Do you buy that Mason Rudolph is the guy? No. I mean, why, why even come out and say that? Like, nobody's going to believe it. I don't believe it. I mean, who's going to think, oh, Mason Rudolph, what happens when they play Cleveland? Like, come on, he's going to lose his head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why, Seth, why though why yeah should we uh, go down memory lane no all right no, um all right. <laughs> all right let's keep her moving let's let's jump to another big name i, I we we got to kind of sprinkle these big names in through these uh nobodies but russell wilson russell wilson the cook, the chef, whatever we call him. His time in Seattle, is, is it over? Is it done? Is he moving on? Is he going to Philly? What's it? What's going on? Likely he's moving on. 
I just don't know where. So that feels like a Denver target for sure. If they're like really in the market for one of those top quarterbacks, I feel like Denver is a pretty easy landing spot for that. But uh, yeah, because I don't know, like he's not really he's not going to go to Dallas, uh, one of the situations he wanted to be in. He's not going to New Orleans now that Sean Payton isn't there. Um, Do you go to the Giants? I guess it's New York. It's good for your, you know, your superstar wife, I suppose. But um, <laughs> yep. what else? You know, I don't know if there was any other great options. I think Raiders, like there's still that's a rumor mill, but I feel like they're going to Houston the for sure. Why would he want to go to Houston, though? I, I, I'm not saying if he wanted to, but it's sure. an option. Sure. It Houston seems is to an me option. that it seems to me that Russ is going to have a lot of say in where he goes. It at least seems that way. Like, I don't think Seattle is going to burn him on the way out. I know I had seen somebody put up a mock trade that if the Eagles got involved, it would have to take Darius Slay. Um, I wouldn't do that myself, but. Whoa. Okay. I just wouldn't. Damn. All right. That's fair. Uh, Do you guys see any chance that he's back in Seattle next year? Like, is that even a glimmer of hope for Seattle fans out there? I think it's 50, 50. I I'd give it 50, 50 just for a simple fact of if you're Russ, where are you going? That's a better situation than you're in right now. I don't know. You know I mean, I mean he's, he is surrounded by a lot of talent, but that defense needs work, which I mean, they had for years. The only, uh, the only QB spot Denver, you're kind of taking a chance on all the young talent could work out. You're also taking a chance on a young coach could work out. Denver would possibly possibly be an upgrade. Otherwise, the only open QB spot where I'm like, yeah, that's probably a lock would be Tampa. Tampa, yeah, yep. yeah I forget about Tampa. Yep, Tampa did. Uh, Tampa there was reports to... that they were keeping an eye on guys like Rogers, Watson, Russell. Yep. Obviously, really anybody. I mean, it's pretty Maybe evident that they're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl contender. But so. then again, I think Chris Godwin looks like he's moving on. So. Yeah. That decision would have to be made pretty quick before other dominoes start to fall. That is true. Yeah, but do you think it's really hurting them that they're losing Godwin? Yes. Okay. Do you, you think it's hurting them as a team that they're losing Godwin, but do you think as an organization they're going, oh, God, we have to keep him? I, I mean, not Devontae level, of course, but, yeah, I mean, you for sure want to keep Godwin if you're going to compete for Super Bowls. Yeah. You yeah. know, because him and Evans make one of the top two uh tandems in, in in the league yeah but i think there's a lot of guys on the market that make him replaceable interesting okay okay we'll have to revisit that one i mean so you you're going through quarterbacks right now but just think of wide receivers on the top of your head now adams i mean if the packers let adams walk they might as well just shut the team down because that's how stupid they are at that point but you got it ain't gonna happen DJ, but continue it ain't gonna happen you got dj chark out there you got odell out there you got um, Odell on a torn ACL, though. Like, who knows when there's he's like going to come four, back? There's like four torn, torn ACLs in the free agent wide receiver market right now. You got Kirk out there, Christian Kirk. I mean, there's some decent names. And I, as I was flipping through that list and I seen uh, um, he was on there, I was like, well, lots of these guys, if they traded places, are kind of replaceable. Like, Allen Robinson's out there. Allen, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson would be a big target. But is he still the target he was two years ago? Well, he hasn't really had a legitimate quarterback to throw him the ball. 
But Owen, you're shaking your head. No, I agree with Owen more than I agree with you, Seth, for the simple fact of, hey, Daryl Mooney looked fine this year. You know what? I'll fight both of you. Okay. Daryl Mooney looks fine this year with that same bad quarterback play. Yeah, because because they actually threw him the ball. Allen Robinson was never throwing the ball. You look at the target distribution. Open. We're not going to get into the Bears wide receivers. Nobody cares. Um, Whoa. People in Chicago care, Seth. Bears fans care, Seth. The state of Illinois cares, Seth. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, probably <laughs> not even the whole state of Illinois. Probably like just the Chicago. You probably have Indianapolis fans. You probably have Southern Illinois. You probably got like Titans fans down there, maybe KC fans. You know, Illinois is a big state. It covers a lot of ground. Uh, you, you know, you, you cut it in half. Okay, whatever. You, I mean, you're right. You're right. I, it was definitely the fault of whether it was Nagy or the combination of Trubisky and Fields just, just not being able to get Robinson the ball. Cause we all know, like he's, he's always been, he's always had the talent never had a great team to play with or a great offense to play in. So, but that's the thing is like, he's older now. That was five no. years ago when he was, when he, or four years ago when he signed that big contract for the bears and he had all that optimism. It's like, I don't know what he's got. He's going to have to take like a Julio Jones deal. Almost. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like a hundred percent get, get that. Like, yeah. I mean, he's been in the league six, seven years now, so he's not, you know, maybe it's not prime Allen Robinson, which uh, what a career wasted, if so. Right. Um, but he's still a very talented receiver. Yep. Compare, yeah. I mean, in comparison to most of the league, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, oh, so you want to tie this back to quarterbacks now? I, that's what I'm trying to do. Get on it, Seth. Trying, trying here. Trying to keep her moving. Um, Deshaun Watson. Let's go there, huh? Shall we? Shall we, shall we, uh, I don't know. Do we want to touch that? He's got to be going to Pittsburgh. Just carry on in the footsteps, right? You know what? It's tradition. It's Pittsburgh tradition. is all about tradition. Used to be the steel city. Now it's the sexual assault city. Um, yeah. Lock it up. Lock it up. So, in all fairness and being totally real, because obviously we don't really know what's going to come of that situation. That might all be poo-pooed. Like it, by it's been what, two years going on now that this is this has been a thing almost two years. So it started at the end of the season before last. So a year and a half. Yeah. So at the start of next year, it'll be creeping into two years. Um, this is what I'll say. Speaking of, Eagles football talk, and for whatever reason, we always need a new quarterback. Um, a person asked on the talk show I was listening to the other day, if you had Russell, um, Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray, and you take all the money and all the off-field stuff, who are you taking? And I put this on YouTube. If you take off all the off-the-field drama and all the money, who are you taking? Name the three again, the, Kyler, I named Deshaun, off, I named and Jalen. I named out four. So for the next 10 years, money don't matter. Off the field drama doesn't matter. You're taking Jalen, you're taking Deshaun Watson, you're taking Russell Wilson, or you're taking uh, Kyler Murray. Who are you taking? Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts. Boom. 
Uh, I would go almost in that order, Owen. I would go Watson, Murray, Hertz, Wilson. You put Wilson, Wilson only. Wilson only because of his age. Wow. That's the only reason why I put Wilson last is because of his age. He's what, 33, 34 now, 32? You know, and that's another thing because people have been commonly saying, well, quarterbacks playing to their 40s now. No, fucking Tom Brady did. And he's very different. You know, Aaron Rodgers is right now, and he's very different. You know, Breeze got oh, Breeze was close. Uh, Rivers was close, but like people just seem to assume, like, yeah, quarterbacks can play until they're forty-five years old now. Nah, Tom Brady did that. You know, it's not commonplace stuff. Like these guys are very rare athletes. Now, what I would say is, I think you could probably get a solid five more years of Russ. You know, towards the end, it's probably not going to be good Ross anymore it's going to be kind of falling off that cliff like say Drew Brees did you know where it's just it's kind of dead you know in the water at the end there um I personally would have a tie at the end there with Kyler and Russ because I think Kyler gets a lot of credit just off his pure talent but he doesn't show up in big games and this year showed that That and when, when his boys ain't around when Hopkins isn't on the field what goes on with Kyler? And there's been a lot of stuff coming up. You should have him on the list today, Seth. There's Kyler? been a lot of stuff coming Kyler. Yeah. There's been a lot I of mean... stuff coming out about him where he's been basically – they're saying he's a prima donna. He's all about Kyler. He's not about the team. There's been a lot of stuff coming out about Kyler in Arizona lately. But personally, if you take off all of the off-the-field stuff and everything, it's hard not to put Watson at one. Well, just how good he was before this. Like, he was MVP candidate, top five quarterback. I mean, like, he was looking – he was ascending rapidly. And then this happened. This happened and it hit If I honestly – so if if I'm being a realist, I think the Eagles only used two of those three first-round draft picks this year, if I'm being a realist. And if I'm being a realist, and if any of the Watson stuff clears itself up, He'll be an eagle. I mean, I wouldn't blame you. Wouldn't, wouldn't Howie, blame you. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a good a good promise and good potential, but Deshaun Watson is there. Yeah. The only difference between the two of them is Watson's got the injury history. Hurts does not. But then if you go the other way, Watson's a proven top five quarterback right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Owen, what do you think? I think so. He can't stand him. Jalen Hurts, anyway. Um, Correct. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, let, let's stay there. Let's kind of round out this discussion with Jalen Hurts, Jeremy. We had to. Uh, we've kind of already sprinkled him in already. But there, there is talk that, you know, if one of these big-name quarterbacks is potentially available, that the Eagles move on. Uh, so as our resident Eagles expert, well, what is your thoughts on that? Would you, would you move him for a guy like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, you just said Deshaun Watson, you would. I mean, is there anybody? I would assume you'd move him for Rodgers or Wilson. Yeah. So I, like you guys, watched the Super Bowl. I, unlike you guys, did not get to talk about the Super Bowl last week because Seth picked me off the pod for a week. Um, Suspension. I'll let the fans, Had to happen. Seth, I'll let the fans know. I, I know. We know. You and I know what happened. Oh, and you might not know, but Seth and I know. Um, Ultimately, watching what the Rams did 
where you go all in and it's all about just getting who you can in as, as fast as you can, proven commodities, win now. Yeah, I would go get Rodgers for sure. Uh, Russ, I'm a little bit more hesitant on. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that he's a five foot eight quarterback. I don't know if it's just like he's only been good when he has a number one defense. I don't know what it is, but I, w- I would go get Rodgers for sure. Watson, they're going to have to clear up the legal stuff. And then I would probably be all cool on that too. I would be the most cool on Watson because, oh, man, yeah. it'd be, yeah, it'd be fun as hell to have a 26, 27 year old top five QB and in, in Philly. That would be, I mean, when's the last time that happened? It hasn't. You know what I mean? The closest thing we've had to that was McNabb. I was going to say, what about McNabb? What about Randall? McNabb never got the credit, though, like on the NFL stage. Like, we yeah. always knew he was a stud, but nobody in the NFL was like, yeah, McNabb's the best, one of the best quarterbacks. Plus, you had you had uh, Favre, Manning, Brady. I mean, you had all those guys in that yeah. era. But, quite, um, quite, the, the, quite the quarterback here. Okay. All really right. Was. So, there, there's – I mean, something drastic would have to happen. But, you know, I guess if you're not getting better, then you're going backwards, right? Isn't that what they say? That is the truth. No, I I just – that's – I'm really – I'm kind of on with that now. Like, you build through the draft, but at the same point in time, like, if you want to win right now, you got to go get proven commodities. Look at at the Rams. Look what the Rams did. Yeah. I mean, well, just look at the NBA. Look at baseball. You know, the only team doing it in the NFL right now is the team winning it, it seems like, you know. The Buccaneers pulled that with Brady. They yep. won it. The Rams pulled that. They won it. The Rams have won the Super Bowl twice in this process of doing this. So, I mean, the year the Eagles did it, we just – I own. Um, <laughs> the, the year the Eagles won the NFL – the Super Bowl, we hit on four or five offseason acquisitions, none of them being big names, but we did hit. What do you think, yes. Seth? Oh, man, he's pulling a Jeremy. This is ridiculous. Dealing mm-hmm. with you two on a week-to-week basis. All right. Um, you know, I, I guess that's really any, everybody. Uh, any any other quarterbacks come to mind before we wrap this up as we have for Owen to get back now? Any other any quarterbacks, quarterbacks come, to, come mind? to mind? That would uh, make an interesting story for the offseason end or, you know, question mark on, on their – on their chances of returning. I, the only one I, I could think of is, is Owen's guy that he wanted to throw in here at the end, which I feel bad talking about him now without, without him here is uh, Matt Ryan. Yep. Matt Ryan. I mean, which he's been a Falcon while his whole career, obviously. I think he's got one year left. He's got major cap issues and obviously Falcons are in complete rebuild. But kind of like some of these other quarterbacks we've talked about is where, where do the Falcons go? Like, you don't want to bring in a guy the like Carson Wentz. He's not. Oh. Yeah, the draft is really the only place you draft and develop. You're not going to go get a guy like Carson Wentz or Jimmy G, you know, Ryan Tannehill, guys like that. Tannehill ain't going anywhere. But, like, you're not going to get one of those average quarterbacks because they're not going to make a difference for you. They're probably not even better than Matt Ryan. And, you know, the thing about it, too, with the Matt Ryan thing is it's going to go down completely opposite of the Mike Vick thing to where you're not going to draft a guy because your previous guy, you know, the face of your franchise is not going to prison and you have to replace him immediately. You know what I mean? With with Matt Ryan, it's like, hey, your face of your franchise for the last 
12 years or whatever it's been has, I mean, he's represented the Falcons as good as you could possibly ever. Yes. He's, he's been, he's been the golden boy there. Yeah. I I like me some Matt, Matt Ryan. The thing about Matt Ryan is I hope he gets similar treatment to what Matt Stafford just got. I just don't know if he's got left in the tank what Stafford has. Um, And the other thing is it's not that Matt Ryan's a bad talent, but, Stafford's just like a super talent. You know what I mean? He is. Stafford is he's different. He's different, and a lot of people have talked about that. You know what? While we're waiting for Owen, we did have this argument uh, about Matt Ryan. Is uh, Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? Ooh, um, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? So that was the big argument we had last week. I said Matt Stafford, yes. Matt Ryan, no. Just for the simple fact that Matt Ryan, yes, has an MVP and Stafford doesn't. But if you look at their careers in total, Matt Ryan really had like a quick window to like top echelon play. Uh, and then his fallen, like, I mean, he's always been an upper quarterback, top 15, you know. In the upper echelon of quarterbacks? He's been above Kirk Cousins, but not a whole lot of notches. Where Matt Stafford, you can make an argument that he's a top 10 quarterback, if maybe not top five right now. Time out, though. Time out. You can make an argument. It's not a sure thing. You don't think so? That Matt Stafford's no. a top 10 quarterback? So I'm going to stick to my guns here, okay? I'm going to stick to my guns here. And I'm going to be the one that's harsh on the Hall of Fame. I don't think you're a Hall of Famer unless you are the best at one point in time in your career and neither one of them have been matt ryan has been closer than matt stafford to that though i mean i get it honestly so let me ask you this seth if stafford wins an mvp or if ryan wins the super bowl which one puts puts them closer to the hall of fame stafford i would say stafford too for the simple fact that if he did this late in his career like, if he went on and won the MVP, that'd be very, very impressive. I now, mean, he I almost did it, it this year. He almost did it this year. I, Stafford or Matt Ryan ain't winning the Super Bowl unless he goes to a different team. And I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, if, if Ryan goes to Denver, that's a serious contender. You know, like right uh, away. All right. There, um, you know, Mr. Mr. Song Poet, Denver and contender. Woo. Look at that. Hey, um, Owen. It Owen, feels like a Peyton you, Manning I, thing. Right there. I want to throw Owen right into this. Owen, who's more of a Hall of Fame candidate right now, Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? Yikes. Uh, Probably Stafford. Uh, Ryan had the one MVP year. That's that's his main thing, but then I don't know. I feel like Stafford's been more consistent until he's got the Super Bowl. So I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. And I'm going to, I'm honestly actually going to go Matt Ryan for the simple fact of, I mean, I've said it in the past, if you're not the best at any point in your career, how do I put you in the hall of fame? There's a lot of guys that have won Super Bowls, lots of guys. Now let's not compare Matt Stafford to guys like Trent Dilfer. I mean, come on. I wasn't going to go that far. I mean, I wasn't going to go that far. I was going to say like Julian Edelman, is he a hall of famer? Well, no. Here's my here's my quick thing on it is that, and this is again, Seth, just to confirm, this is what we argued about last week. This is yeah, I, I I know I brought it up with Jeremy 
why you disappeared. So, and I'm in, on, I'm in on the middle of it. I'm not putting either guy in, in the Hall of Fame right now. Uh, I think I'd go Stafford strictly on the basis of he's on a team that could win two or three Super Bowls if they stayed together, you know, could, could, total. Uh, and if you have two or three Super Bowl rings by the end of your career, and maybe he does have an MVP award within that, he's going to be top 10 passing yards and top 10 in all the other stats as well uh, by the end of his career if he plays another four. Um, that would put him above Matt Ryan in my book, who Ryan probably has one less year. And I just don't see him being on a championship team as it currently stands, unless he went somewhere like Denver and they caught fire. You know what I mean? It'd be, it's a, it's a longer road for Ryan, in my opinion. Take me home. So down the Denver I'm going to explain road. why I don't agree with you. So I actually don't think Stafford's got any advantage other than that Super Bowl ring. Because as you look at the stats, they are drafted a year apart. 08 and 09. Matt Ryan has 10,000 more yards. Matt Ryan has more touchdowns by 30, a whole season's worth. He's got two seasons worth of yards and a season's worth of touchdowns. Matt Ryan has been the best player in the NFL at one point in time. He has been the best quarterback in the NFL. Stafford has never done that. Um, now, the, here's the deal. The Super Bowl, yes, that is a thing. But, I mean, if that's what we're going off, then, yeah, Troy Aikman is a fucking Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what we go off of. But here's the deal. Troy Aikman was not the cog that made that fucking machine go. You know what I mean? Now, you take Matt Stafford off the Rams – they're in the Super Bowl two, three years ago with Jared Goff. You know what I mean? There was points in this year when we were talking on this pod and we were making comments like, wow, Jeremy picked Matt Stafford for the uh, MVP. What a stupid choice. Not, I mean, we didn't quite go that far, but that's kind of how it looked at some points. And let's be real honest. Which one of these guys has won more games? Matt Ryan by a long shot. Well, okay, he- but who's been on the better team as well, though? Like Staff- I know. The- Stafford I has been say- on one of the worst teams over the last 20 years. Now, time out. I don't know if I would fully agree with that comparison. Yeah, the Lions have been dog shit for a long time. But if you're a good quarterback, you change that. Now, at the same point in time, I'm it's not going to say game, right? Good. Yeah, but time out. If the Falcons have been that good so long, Matt Ryan's been through three head coaches. Well, Lions. two of them in the last couple of years, really. Still, though. But. I mean, other than that one year with the – I mean – the Falcons have how many good years with Matt Ryan? I mean, not that many. One great year. That was his MVP year who you could basically solely put that MVP award based on the fact that Kyle Shanahan existed in the Atlanta offense. Timeout. That's just not right. So Matt, Ryan, Matt Stafford has one, two, three, ten win seasons. But I don't even want to compare that because Ryan is going to blow him out of the water because he doesn't. He doesn't blow him out of the water that bad. One, two, three, four, five. He's only got two more winning seasons. I, I I'm just six, saying. I, I think Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is more of a Hall of Famer right now. That's just my own opinion. I don't think either are Hall of Famers right now. They retired. Today. I don't either. I wouldn't but, put either one of them in right now, good. but if I had to, gun to my head, Seth is kicking me off the pod. I'm gonna take Matt Ryan. Well, you're well, off that's the why pod he's now. kicking you off the pod. Yeah, <laughs> you're off the pod. 
Well, that's not fair. You're making me choose one. Sicko. Yeah, wrong choice, buddy. All right. Uh, I think it's time to move on. We've talked about these guys enough. So let's just kind of rip through this draft process. Uh, the beginning, we have, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the draft. So let's just kind of run through this quick. So, um, so like I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, we have, uh, you know, we have plenty of time and we're going to be doing a few different mocks throughout until the end of April. Uh, the first one we'll do in a couple weeks after the combine, uh, which starts next week. Uh, but otherwise, um, you know, we're, we're going to start here with uh, just a few prospects. Uh, we're going to do our top five prospects. Now, I still want to throw this out to you guys, um, seeing how we've went a little long on the quarterback situation. Uh, do we still want to snake this with these prospects? Or how do we want to approach uh, these top prospects that we're going to kind of not dive into, but kind of, you know, mention about a little bit? We can snake it. It won't take that long. I'll be quick. There ain't that much to say about these guys. Yeah, who cares? Screw them. Uh, <laughs> Not yet. We will. Hey, we'll develop. We will. Fuck we will. All right. Picks. You know what? All right. Here. Yeah, let's do that then. All right. Let's do that. So, um, Owen, who who won? No, who won the – you know what? We'll do it like that. Jeremy won uh, the Super Bowl prop bets, Correct. Correct. Congratulations, Jeremy. You get to go Where's first. Where's my money? This is your money. You get the first pick in the draft. That so we're doing – wait, let, let's clarify this. Uh, we're doing three rounds, correct? Sure. So we're, we're doing – or should we just do two, which makes it ten? Ten. Right? Ten, ten it... overall. Ten overall. That gives us, what, four each? So four rounds. We're snaking it. Right. All right. I, I'll trust you, Owen. I don't know. I don't think at. either one of you knows what the fuck you're talking about. I have so, no idea. I'm lost. Let's see. Here, here it is. Here's I hate your snake, the draft. snake draft stuff because I, I it's going to go here. I got it. It's going to start Jeremy, Seth, me, me, Seth, Jeremy. That's going to be the right. That's so that would be two that's the snake. But that's that's six players. You know what I'm saying? All right, you let's you do, said you yeah, want. Yeah, you're right. Let's do three rounds. We each get three okay. then. Three rounds. Got it. Okay, perfect. Jeremy starts it off. Jeremy Number one starts table. it off. He's got in the 2022 NFL draft. Am I dun, drafting dun, 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 as I'm the Jaguars dun, dun. or am I just picking best? These are your top prospects. prospects. Just who you think should be at the top of the big board currently. Okay. I'm going to start off with an edge rusher. Oh, geez. Just kidding. Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, Edge. Okay. I'm it was either him or the dude from Oregon for me. Um, I don't know if it's I'm paying so much attention just because the Eagles need youth on the defensive line, or if hey, it's a bad year for quarterbacks, so go get the dudes that get the quarterbacks. Um, I think this is gonna be a big year for pass rushers and pass protectors, in my opinion. And then trickled in with a bunch of skill position guys. But no, give me Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, edge rusher. I mean, the guy's got the hardware. I mean, he's he's been very, very good at Michigan. So he has been, yes. He uh he was number one for me too. 
Um, yeah, I I think he has to be. He's he's like the next Watt brother. I feel like probably comparisons will be made that he's, way. He kind of falls into that like I wouldn't quite go to Watt, but he's like a Watt Bosa type, where he's got a similar skill set to Watt, but in a Bosa frame. All right, yeah, I like that. I like that comparison. Nice job. All right. He feels like a perfect like Lions player. Like that's if I had to. Like, I hope he goes to the Lions. He feels two. like he's gonna chew off kneecaps. Yeah, in the state of he Michigan. Does. So yeah, Lions. Yeah, and he needs to go number two. Like the Jags cannot pick Aiden Hutchinson. They maybe need to select this player. I'm about to name. His name is Kyle Hamilton. Oh, okay. Not All where right. you were going, eh, Owen? Nope. But go ahead. Uh, he is number two for me, so that's all right. I got number one or two. Um, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Um, kind of reminds me of this year's Micah Parsons. In a smaller frame, not as big. You know, Micah was more of a linebacker, but could do a bit of everything. Blitz, uh, pass coverage. Kyle Hamilton can do the same, uh, but more of a safety role. Maybe like a better version of Jamal Adams. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, you know, Jamal Adams, he's the blitzer. Uh, you know, he says he's the best coverage safety in the league, blah, blah, blah. Kyle Hamilton actually might. Not watching his own tape. No, you're right. Absolutely right there. But Kyle Hamilton might be that. Um, you know, safeties you don't see going in the top 10, top five too often, and he's going to be that. But he's going to be a do-it-all kind of player, uh, which you kind of like to see for um, defenses these days, defensive schemes, coordinators. Derwin James. Yep. Uh, Isaiah Simmons for the Cardinals. Like, a lot of teams are going towards these guys that can just do it all. Like, blitz, tackle, cover, they, they do it all. He's one of those guys. Uh, so, yeah, he's number two. He'd be my one, but number two. Time out. Oh, and I want to chime in real fast. If there's one player in this draft I want to see end up in Philly, that's the guy. Because I feel like he fits so many roles for us. We need a safety. Um, Anthony Harris probably won't be back. Rodney McLeod, will, if he gets brought back, it's just for leadership qualities because he was so-so towards the end of the year. And my, oh, my, would it be – I mean, it would be just perfect fit for him in Philly, a do-it-all guy like that that's – got a better skill set than like Michael Jenkins did when he was there or Malcolm, my bad, Malcolm Jenkins. That's the guy I would love to see just a rangy safety hybrid linebacker type. Like you said, Seth, I, that would just fucking put me over the top. I'd love to see that guy end up in green. You have to take two of your first rounders and send them to get up there and the they can do it, but hey, they can do it. I, I said, I think the Eagles only draft two first rounders this year. Okay. I really think they only draft two first rounders. I think uh, we're either going to trade to stockpile for next year or we're going to move up to grab a guy like this. And I could definitely see us following following up in the footsteps of last year where we moved up to grab a receiver. A big need, I could see us jumping up to grab a safety. I could see that. Yes. Next, uh, actually, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton kind of – you said Michael Parsons. I would say, compared to last year, he kind of feels like the Kyle Pitts where he's like that position – that he's okay. got a position – uh, that does not get drafted that high. Uh, he's super just crazy athletic for what he does. And he's going to end up in the top five probably for a team that's like, you know, probably needs like a tackle or an edge or a quarterback that doesn't, you know, 
those traditional top five players, but he's just so good that he's going to overshadow. Is that. he in your top five, Owen? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You you yeah. just were surprised when I said him number one, so because I was because like, okay. you you mentioned the Jaguars should pick this guy. I think the Jaguars should pick Evan Neal, the tackle yeah. out of Alabama. Uh, very obvious reasons. Let's just protect Trevor Lawrence. This is going to be his first actual like real year coming up here. Um, and let's just, you know, let's see what happens. Let's make sure he's protected. Let's learn from our mistakes uh, with the Joe Burrow situation. Uh, Joe Burrow is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. If the offensive line was any better than it is. And uh, yeah, so let's get the Jaguars something, something to do on offense here. Give Evan Neal something to talk about, Uh, you know, all about sporting Lawrence, but give me Evan Neal, my back to back. Though, this guy, uh, I'm not sure actually what happens, really, because I felt like he was such a lock to be number one just going back the last, like, year and a half, it felt like. Um, He could end up falling out of the top ten just the way things are going, but I'm just going to play it safe. We all know his qualities. We've heard about him for a long time. Kavion Thibodeau. Sorry, Jeremy. I thought maybe you'd be able to go back to back here, but you ain't. Give me that was gonna be my next guy too. Edge to edge. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, I mean, huge. I mean, just I think there's huge. a couple other edges that are kind of creeping up. And it's one of those things where people might get too cute with it, like, oh no, he had a great pro day or great end of the year last year. But I feel like this guy, I don't know about his love for football. I guess that's the question mark. But I mean, he's he's been an obvious like this guy needs to go in the top 10 type of prospect for a year and a half. So give me that guy. That guy who is a dude. Kayvon a dude who's a guy. So Correct. Seth, are you up or am I up? I am up now. So my second pick, uh, what would be number five overall? Uh, this is my controversial one just because he's the last guy on my top five. The rest have gone now. Uh, Thibodeau and Neil were, were there too. Um, a guy who I've seen kind of floated in between like five and 15, really. Um, but I, I, I like him for, from what I've read so far. And he comes from a cornerback school as well. Ooh. I'm talking about Derek Stinley Jr. Hey. Uh, cornerback you? Cornerback you. Almost. Yeah. I mean, you got what? Uh, what Greedy Williams came from there. Um, Patrick. Patrick Pat- uh, Peterson. Yep. Um, Mar- Marcus Lattimore did not come from. He came from Ohio State. The Honey Badger. Marshawn Honey. Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Where did he come from? He didn't come from LSU, did he? No. Marshawn, no. Marshawn came from Ohio State. Oh, okay. That's what I I, I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was LSU or Ohio State. Ohio State, you could also make a comment that maybe they're also DBU, but you know, LSU is up there. I mean, like yeah. Apple, you know, didn't do a good thing for Ohio State cornerbacks. No, there. no, Super absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but Derek Stingley's uh, along that line too. I mean, he's a big physical guy. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a shutdown corner along the likes of you know guys like Jair, uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, he he's going to be up there. He he's got that potential, I should say. Um, big physical guy, you know, maybe not somebody going to want to stick in the slot because of his size, but he could maybe do it. Um, yeah, I, I think Derek Stinley, you're going to get a, 
he's probably easily the top corner in this draft. Uh, but you know, I, I'm liking my I'm liking my DB so far. Hamilton and, and Stanley, I'll take that. Shut down defense. That's how you win really, championships. You're really going for it there, yeah. That's where I'm at. Jeremy, you're up. Back to back. Back to back. Last so two. Stanley was going to be one of my two, but Seth, you stole him. Um, I have my this. one down. The thing about I Stingley mean, is that he might fall down a little bit just because he's got a he had a big foot injury. Uh, but I think the talent, like you take the foot injury out, I think Stingley's probably a top five uh, guy. Yes, that is true. Yep. So, funny enough, my board is falling out very similar to how I want to see the Eagles draft fall apart, fall together, right? Um, Seth, you, you went Stingley, so I'm going to go the other one that I really like. But first, we need to go with... I lost him. Devin Lloyd, who is the true Micah Parsons in this draft, if there's a, if there's any comparison of that at all. Um, I mean, talk about athletic athleticism at the linebacker position. He is he falls right into that. Um, we we named off multitude of guys that are very similar to this um, out, of, out of Utah. Dude is just rangy as hell. He can blitz. He can cover. He can tackle. He can go sideline to sideline. Um, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Dude is uh, a stat stuffer, too. I mean, he's he's nuts. Just right here. 110 tackles, 22 tackles for a loss, eight sacks, four interceptions. One of these two guys, Hamilton or him, the Eagles are going to probably have to move up for. There's no way either one of them will just fall into their lap. Um, but I would love to see one of the two, if not both, end up in Philly. If we ended up with both of those guys, I would – probably be in a coma for at least a month after this um it would that that'd be some game changers like completely to flip that defense fast um so no he's a guy i think will go early and i hope the eagles make a move on him now seth since you took stinley i am going to come at you with ahmad gardner cornerback out of cincinnati Mm, now he he falls into kind of that richard sherman size um, he's going to be that lanky athletic type guy with the good foot footwork and everything like that. And he's going to end up being, I don't think he's quite as like Sherm where he has to be in a press cover three bail. You know, I think this guy could probably play some man to man. Um, the thing about it is when you get tall, lanky corners like that, everybody just jumps all over that shit. Six foot three, 200 pounds at cornerback. Yeah. Sign me up for that for sure. Um, never allowed two, a single touchdown in his career yep. starting since a true freshman. Oh, and I think I sent you that, didn't I? You might have. I, I was just when I was so, looking that's through pretty it solid. Earlier, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, you, you think he's that's got probably some, indicative of su- success. He's got some outlandish numbers like that. Like there's the touchdown one, there's some sort of first down one, there's so many yards in a game. Like he's got some pretty wild numbers. Um, and that's where I say, I don't think he's quite the Richard Sherman mold where he has to be locked into a side, but, uh, these two Lloyd Stinley and Hamilton, I mean, sign me up for any of those guys to be wearing midnight green. Oh, Jeremy loves it. Jeremy loves it. All right. Uh, my last one here, uh, debating between two offensive linemen. Um, one is Tyler Lindebaum at center for Iowa. Uh, that's not where I'm going though. 
Okay. I'm going by a guy I'm still kind of learning about a little bit. I'm still kind of learning about all these guys, just getting in draft mode here, really, which is why we're kind of teasing this a little bit, uh, just to kind of get our feet wet. But uh, a guy by the name of Ikem, I hope I'm saying this right, Ikem Ekwanu. Owen is our resident uh, name expert. Uh, did I say that right, Owen? I believe it's Ikem. Uh, his nickname, I think they call him Icky. Icky. Ikwanu. Is he going to do the Icky Shuffle? Ooh, might. Icky what Shuffle was, 2.0. What was the – is it Icky Woods? Was that his name? Icky, yeah, it was Icky Woods, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, but they, yeah, they had a big deal of that before the Super Bowl um, yeah. because of – uh, because the Bengals, so they had like a, I think a yeah. commercial with Icky, and yeah, he was on like NFL Network and junk like that. Anyway, so Ikem Ekwanu, um, tackle from uh, North Carolina State. Um, just kind of reading about him a little bit, he's high on pretty much everybody's board. Some boards have him higher than Evan Neal, uh, which was Owen's first guy, uh, true left tackle. Uh, you know, he's going to be your blindside guy. So talking about protecting Trevor Lawrence or really any young quarterback, uh, any quarterback, I guess, um, you know, this could be the guy that could do it. So, so got to dig a little bit to figure out this a little bit more about this yep. guy, but he sounds very interesting. It sounds like, um, yeah. a true top prospect. I would so, go ahead, Jeremy. I, I don't know if you said it, but they call him, uh, Mr. Pancake. Okay. I didn't say so, that, but I, um, I, I get why. I can I get why. Why don't you enlighten about, us non-football fans what a pancake is in football? That is when uh, uh, offensive lineman pancakes the defender and puts him on the fucking ground. Oh, places him on the turf, onto the gridiron. He makes him into a child. Um, the one thing I'll say with everything you're saying about him, Seth, is – He's he's kind of a road grader, you know. He's like a mauler type guy. The one, the one thing I'll say as far as the way the Eagles have drafted lately, and I'm I'm relating back to the Eagles on a lot of this shit. Oh yeah, we drafted Andre Dillard, right? Who was known for being a pass blocking tackle. Gets into the NFL and he has light feet, and as they call it, Owen. How do how do they reference it? They have no uh, no weight in their ass. I don't know. <laughs> no, no anchor. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, yeah. There you, so go. you gotta have a good around. anchor. Yeah. Dillard gets pushed around. He's he's not a big guy. Like, and that's the trouble is when you get these pass blocking uh tackles, guys on the exterior of the line, they get to the NFL, they get bull rushed by some of these defensive linemen, and they just get pushed around. So that's where when you get guys like this that are just graders, road graders, you can take a run blocker and you can turn them into a pass blocker. But it seems like once you hit the NFL, when you have these, you know, light-footed pass blocking tackles, it's harder to convert these guys into maulers. So that's where it's like a guy like this is probably going to go top five. Just simply off like somebody like Howard Mott or something like that's going to go, I can create fucking anything out of this. That's what they did with Jordan Malata in Philly. So, I mean, no, I, I could see him going very high. So, uh, first off, great red jumpsuit apparatus reference there, Seth. He was a good good little, you know, not a lot of people caught it. I caught it. Uh, Thanks, for this guy, Thank you, Owen. For Icky, for Icky Equanu here, uh, I would actually contend just the way it looks, the way he plays, the way it sets up, I almost think that he would be the picture-perfect right tackle 
for a team that needs it. That big mauler, usually just the way I look at pro-style offenses uh, these days is that right tackle, you want that huge dude that's just making big-time blocks down the seam. Uh, talk about Lane Johnson, that type of dude. Um, oh, and to your point, though, you got to have a good guy on the right side because that's going to be – I mean, you can give up a little bit more on the right side because most of your quarterbacks are right-handed. They're looking right at it. Yeah. But anymore, you got to have a guy on both sides. So I, I agree with you. I agree with you for sure. Um, and he, he's not – he's not – he's known for his run blocking. That's not to say that his yep. pass blocking is bad. I would just say compared to Evan Neal, who's played that left side or that blind side – for his whole college career. He is a mammoth 6'7", 350-pounder, moves around quite well, feels like a perfect left tackle to an Iquanu who uh, just feels like a, a great right tackle candidate. But they might still draft him at left tackle. Dependent, depends on the team, of course. Yeah, um, absolutely. That being said, uh, Seth took my pick, so I'm in between a couple guys right now. I am going to go the first receiver off the board – in the 2022 NFL draft, give me Drake London of the USC Trojans. This guy, 6'5, 210 pounds, mammoth receiver. Big play dude, red zone monster. Broke his ankle in week eight. Um, he was on pace for a like an absolute historical statistical season just the way he was he's already at 88 catches over a thousand yards uh had seven touchdowns through eight weeks um i would say this guy is the injury might scare up some people away maybe drop him down a pick or two where he should be so i like uh i like this guy's prospects drake london usc so that's what you think of that Drake London, that's not where I thought you were going to go among receivers. Um, I'm thinking of the two guys from Ohio State. They're probably my top two. I'm thinking Olav Fair and um, who's Garrett the other Wilson. one now? Garrett Wilson. Yes. Um, uh, Chris I think Olav, I think, is maybe my favorite so far. But like I said before, I got to do some more digging. Uh, yeah. You know, get a, get a true concept of all these guys. Uh, I think – that, I just wanted to chime in on that wide receiver comment. I would almost go with um, – God damn, I just forgot his name. Arkansas. Is it Burks? Oh, uh, uh, Traylon. Yeah. I almost think he's probably going to be the top one drafted. Oh, I thought I you were going to say step... he's the perfect guy for Philly. No. Probably would perfect, say that. Perfect receiver for Philly is probably Mike Williams. But – um. No, I, I could see I could see Burks being the number one guy. I think he's going to be somebody that separates himself as uh, as this progresses. Um, Ohio State. The thing about the receivers there is that offense is so stat stuffing. It is. Um, it's the, very the it's very off uh, receiver friendly. It's very it's very receiver and quarterback friendly. Now, quarterbacks usually don't pan out from there. Wide receivers normally do. Not that they're the greatest in the NFL, but they usually do pan out. Owen, I. I don't know what it is about the big body receivers, but they just scare me, especially when it's like, yeah, red zone threat. Blah, 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 blah. You've been burned by them. You have, have absolutely been burned by them. I have. He's got uh, – Because I just go, oh, It's a little yeah. too early for that one. JJ Arcega-Whiteside, you suck. But, um, no, I 
I don't know. I could just like I think back on Mike Williams. Like I think back on all these guys. It's like there's so many of them that don't pan out. I, I hear just, you. I uh, since the Eagles, since we missed out on what's his nuts that ended up in Dallas. Help me out here, boys. CD Lamb. Since we missed out on CD, that's kind of my ideal receiver is a guy that's like the mid framed, runs very good routes, good hands, athletic to just be your your wide receiver one. There's plenty of those types of guys actually in the mid to late first round. You're going to have yes. Olave, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, I would say, and even the guy who should have been in the top 10 had not a major injury in the college football championship. Jamison Williams would have been the number one receiver taken in the draft, if not for that injury. Um, I see him still going into the first round. Uh, but still, like those types of guys, like you're definitely – I would say Philadelphia definitely ends up with one of them if they take three – people in the first round i think i think if we go wide receiver i don't think it'll be early especially not fucking back-to-back years there's no way we go rager than uh Devante and then another one somebody'd be burning down the fucking the lincoln financial field uh if we go if we get a receiver it'll probably be like somebody like mike williams in uh free agency or drafting the guy late okay I'm we saying. need a big body guy because you know All what right. i mean like you gotta you kind of kind of have both and that's, I think, where you guys run into issues in Green Bay is you got Devontae, who does everything well, but you don't have another guy. And that's where I thought Funches was going to be it for you guys this year, where you'd have that big frame. But you guys just don't really have another tool. You just got lesser versions of Devontae, you know? I, I, well, you're you're kind of right. Lazard is the big body. He's a great blocker, and he's he's been, he's been catching touchdowns the past couple of years. And MVS is the straight burner. Um, yeah. and then, so it was really kind of set up to be – like Devonte does it all, and these other three guys have their roles. Um, it still didn't work perfectly that way, and a lot of injuries. It just all happened. couldn't be on the the field at the same time. That was just... also the big issue, obviously. And I hate to say MVS not being on the field during San Francisco was that much of a factor. Oh, I think it I was. I think it was that much of a factor. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because he's the, he. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. Uh, our, before we end this pod for for this week. Um, Sticking with prospects and, and the draft and things like that, who is your favorite quarterback right now? I know we talked about how this class isn't super strong, but there's 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 a guy out there for you. You know, I mean, come on, let's <laughs> let's connect the dots. Who who is it? As of right now, we're still early in the process. Um, but as of right now, who who would be your guy? Number one. Not necessarily the guy that would be drafted by your team, but like, who who's number one on your list? I I know mine. I've kind of fallen of love, fallen in love with this guy over the last couple of weeks. Especially Senior Bowl had a great Senior Bowl. Uh, if that doesn't tease it a little bit, there give it away. Um, falling in love with him, uh, but who who who's your guys? You, you have yeah, one. Sure. Do you have one yet? Or are you still kind of absolutely? You know, I do. I do. I have one and I kind of, I'm fairly confident that this is the one that's going to end up going. I know everyone's talking about Kenny Pickett. Give me Malik Willis, the uh, electric playmaker of the draft, uh, an absolute roller coaster. When you talk about huge game, huge game, fucking terrible game, huge game, another terrible game, super inconsistent in that way. I think he has the tools. He's got a good mind for it. He's great. Uh, 
it's like it's running, making plays. It's huge, huge, big time throws and big moments. Uh, and then some terrible mistakes. I would say with a good quarterback coach, some pro style coaching up, you know, it, it it's not a guarantee to work. And the fact that he is the best quarterback prospect kind of tells you what the draft is like. There's no Trevor Lawrence's, obviously. So yep. give me the high upside, Malik Willis, uh, maybe a year or two with a good pro style offense. And then maybe we can work the kinks out. And then he's just an absolute baller. I I agree. Malik Willis was my guy too. 100 percent That was my guy as well. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm glad we all agree there. I I partially like him as well. Uh he's kind of the underdog. He's from Liberty's small school. Reminds me of Carson Wentz. Um, you know, these small school quarterbacks. Uh, hey, I had to go throw Josh Allen. What's wrong with you? Go Josh Allen. Josh Allen as well. Josh Allen, too. There you go. Go with the guy that panned out, not the shitty one. Damn, Seth. Jeez, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Josh Allen doesn't. He's got a <laughs> Super Bowl ring sitting on the bench watching Nikki franchise go off. But, anyways, <laughs> I'm just saying he's another one of those small school quarterbacks that's coming in, and you gotta you gotta root for them. It's a good story. It's a good story. So, I just want to say, it, he's he's probably my favorite right now. Pickett's another guy. Um, Pickett seems to have. Everything. I kind of like the guy from um, North Carolina too, Howard. Yeah, bit of a fan. The of The one him. thing I'll say is but I don't have going. enough. I don't have enough watching any of them yet to really go. Yeah, that's the dude that I like the most. Yeah, the that's true. That's Very true. But the two that I've been paying the most attention to is Pickett. And uh, Malik uh, Willis, or whatever. Um, the one thing I'll say about Willis is he. Oh, and you kind of hinted at it. He's such a boomer bust guy. Like this dude could be. I mean, the next Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick Mahomes was kind of like this in college, not to this extent, but similar to it. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes, or he could be, I don't know, playing Canadian football in two years. Like it could be either one. It's yep. it, his. His floor and his ceiling are so far apart that it kind of scares me, especially to use a first-round draft pick on. But somebody's going to do it, and it'll probably be Carolina. <laughs> hey, they they need the quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So before we end, before we end the pod, uh, it's it's been a good one. Um, we I got one final topic for you guys. One final topic uh, as we ride off into the sunset. Uh, well, the sun is already set, but that's all right. Um, what is to you guys, what is the biggest story heading into this off season? So, you know, I could be uh, numerous things, uh, but what would be to you, what is the biggest headline slash story heading into this off season, heading into next season? I'll start off with mine. I'll just throw it out there, get it out of the way. I think obviously bias, you know, a little bit of bias in there, but everybody else is watching too. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, as a Packers fan, I need to know uh, if he's returning or not so I can figure out the state of my franchise. Um, (laughs) And then if I wasn't a Packers fan, I probably wouldn't have thrown him on there, but because I am, I I have to. That's why I'm interested. I'm interested to see Jeremy's first. Before I go, just does Rogers seem like the biggest story or 
as an unbiased, you know, reporter. Big J. Is, is there a bigger story out there that, that we're let clouded by? Let me, you know? let me throw my other one out there and then I'll let Jeremy take it away. My other one is Watson. Watson. Just steal it right now. Watch him steal mine right now. What did you just say? Watson. You Watson is my son. other one. That was going to be mine. I, so, and I was going to start off by saying it's already been overplayed and it's already ran too long. But it's hard not to put it on Watson because you, you sit here and think, like, is this guy ever going to play in the NFL again? You could change like, the we, league. You could change the yeah. league. Are we just going to lose, like, a, a top young talent at quarterback? Because, like, these dudes don't come around very often. And is it just going to be – is he just going to fade off, you know, because he's a pervert or whatever? Who knows? Is he really a pervert? Who knows? I don't know. Like, is he going to come back to Houston? Houston was – I mean, they, they mattered when he played football. Now that he doesn't play football, we're sitting there like they don't fucking matter. Why do we have this team in the NFL? But he's a dude that could, I mean, he could show up on any team that's close and win him a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's by far and away Watson. Like I don't I can't even think of like a true number two. Um if if there was to be a number two, I think it would be if Wilson gets moved, because that's gonna be drastic. Now yep. Seth, I understand you saying Rodgers because you're a Green Bay fan. The reason I don't go that way is because Rodgers has been bitching for fucking like five years. Like, I, there's no way to make this dude happy. Like, what do you – and I just can't get with the Rodgers shit anymore. I just don't care. I don't care anymore. But, no, Watson, I think, is – I think it's big because it's like that dude's got his whole career in front of him. He was getting big. And it's like now we don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Watson was easily, uh, it was a tie. I, I had to throw another one because I had Rogers. So Seth, do you want to ruin Owens real quick too? You want sure. To like... Yeah. Um, Owens is actually, um, his is not that big of a deal, but he he's excited about it uh, as a, as a fan too. Um, Matt Ryan to the Broncos. No, it's actually um, what happens to uh, Evan McPherson. <laughs> What happens? I think that's like the least questionable take you can have is so if we know what's going to happen. He's going to have a great career in Cincinnati and we don't have to talk about it. Oh, I thought he was maybe like getting traded to the Packers or something. I don't know. Yeah, I thought he you... was going to go to every Snoop Dogg concert this, this offseason or something like that. Good on him. He said he was going to do that too in an interview beforehand. He's like, honestly, I mean, halftime isn't a big deal for me. I just go out and I watch. <laughs> like They had a rapper play at his bowl game in college during halftime. And he's like, I just went out and watched. I met him after it. And then and then we got back onto the field. Like, I don't care. More power to him. Uh, give me the Rams uh, uh, run it back potential. All right. Yeah, start. there you go. There you go. There's a, there's a lot, you know, there's questions to be had. Odell had a huge impact on their, uh, on their upswing towards the playoff run. Uh, now he's out. He's out of time. I mean, you can't, you just can't sign a guy with who's going to be out for the, the year with torn ACL. I'd imagine he's probably not going to sign with anybody until he, uh, his health starts to seem a little more clear. Uh, and then they make kind of like maybe a playoff push if he's available. Um, Aaron Donald, Sean McVay are still question marks. Probably not the most significant of question marks to retire. Of all things, it's I don't so think crazy. McVay's anywhere close to that. You would you would think that, except for the fact that he could take twice the amount of money to go. He ain't doing it. Ain't happening. Come to on. go 
to go talk on Amazon during football games. And Owen, I want to talk on this for a second. The work. Owen, I want to talk on this for a second. And I just want to make this comment because this is my feelings on this. Okay. I think McVeigh is so far out of left field because it's like, that guy's a competitor. There's no way he's going to go, let me go announce games and be bored. No fucking way. You know what I mean? There is no way I see that happening. Now, Aaron Donald, on the other hand, I could see him making the approach of like, hey, I've already, I, I'm a Hall of Famer right now. You know what I mean? What more is there for him to do other than pad stats and win more rings? I mean, which is, is big, obviously. But it's like this guy can walk away, already be a Hall of Famer, and not end up with a CTE. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's always a big factor. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see that parade with him taking his shirt off? He looked like uh, he looked like just the perfect you, specimen. You don't see giant up. dudes like that with like absolutely defined abs like that as well. Like that's what's scary okay. the most. I think, I think so, he has less than zero yeah. percent body fat. And he's huge. So the, the other guy that was always like that when he got real, real rocked up was Brandon Brooks for the Eagles. When he was out, he got lean as shit and he was 300 pounds solid meat. And it was like, how are you that? You're like a gorilla. Like you're just a big work? fucking thing. Um, Massive. Right. Back to the Rams. I think McVay, there's, there's rumors even like just three years ago, like just, even just before they went to the Super Bowl that he was going to be the one to take over for John Gruden at ESPN as the as the color commentator. And he was only, what, 34 at the time? So, like, this, these rumors are just going to continue to swirl around his whole career uh, until he actually does it. Now, Troy Aikman, heavy room, heavily rumored to be taking the ESPN color commentator. It seemed, yeah, that one's, like, almost locked in stone, it feels like. Came out today. And, as much as I don't like Aikman, it still gives like at least some credibility to watching a game on ESPN. Uh, you know, no offense, but Jesus Lord, uh, probably <laughs> probably still going to be watching the Manning cast, but you know, Absolutely. good on them anyway. Uh, Absolutely. So, so let's see Al Michaels move over to the Amazon team and have Sean McVay be the color commentator. And uh, I'd love to watch Thursday nights on Amazon. Beautiful. What a waste, though, if a coach like McVeigh went, I'm going to join the booth. He ain't doing it. It ain't happening. Like you you said, I think Donald Donald is a possibility. I don't think McVeigh. He's way too young. He's he's only got the one ring. It ain't happening. Come on. But it's a lot of goddamn money. That's all I'm saying. You're You're talking Jeff Bezos money right now. You're you're acting like this guy's broke or something right now. I just – hey – Money changes people. That's all I'm saying. This isn't an insignificant sure. raise. I know. Owen, Owen's got his new job. He's got his new wages. He's a different guy. He was late to the pod, rolls up in his new whip. <laughs> it's new. I, I rolled up onto the pod with a, you know, a blizzard, a medium blizzard. A whip. That was whipped. It's whipped ice cream. He had his Ray-Bans on. He took his blizzard, flipped it upside down. He's like, see that, bitches? Yeah, he's it's nuts. <laughs> No, uh, wow. I, you know, it's, it's a, still a story. I don't think, you know, I think everyone will pretty much be back for, for a year or two in the current Ram setup, but you know, it's still something to talk about. It is. Yeah, I know. I get it. I honestly like, didn't really think of that, but just because I don't think it's the validity of McVeigh retiring. Now, Donald is another one, Von Miller as well. OBJ. I want to throw, I want to throw one out. That's kind of on this train, but different. Keep a keep an eye, keep an eye 
on my boy to come out of retirement. Nah, we're done. All right. Owen, <laughs> Owen, keep an eye on my boy to come out of retirement. Okay. Your boy, huh? Ain't happening. He's making movies boy. now. He's making movies now. He's done. He's making movies. He'll probably he'll he'll pull he'll pull a Jim Brown. He'll make a movie or something like that. And then he'll flirt with coming back. And then he'll come back and one more more. Keep an Ridiculous. eye on my boy. Okay. Get out. Ridiculous. Get out. All right. The reason it hurts you so much is because he'll probably come back and win a ring. God, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Aaron Rodgers ends up in Tampa somehow, right? Really on, really. Aaron Rodgers ends up in Tampa. The Packers got an open QB spot. Brady comes out of retirement and goes to Green Bay and was was a fucking ring. Could you imagine? Ah. It'll be the ultimate fuck you to Aaron Rodgers for no reason. <laughs> and Seth. Oh, and me. True. And me. Packers owner Seth is not going to let that stand. I won't. I will do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. Seth is going to veto that signing. He's like, as a, you know, one billionth member of the Packers organization, I have 50 cents in ownership and I do not want this player. <laughs> that's, that's real 50 cent right there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that is the pod. So we will not be here next week. There will be no pod next week. You're taking a break. We will come at you the week after, though, with a double pod. Once again, two-pod week. We'll be doing our first mock draft. So next week, no pod. Won't be here. We will be scouting the combine rigorously, making sure we know our prospects. And then we'll be back for mock draft 1.0. Hey, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a good thing we're taking the week off because I'm, uh, I'm going to training all week. See, he's training for the mock. You know where I'm training at, Seth? Nowhere that nobody cares. The city of brotherly love. Oh, nice. No, actually, I was supposed to go there, but I had to cancel because I didn't want to go on the week of my birthday. So uh, I'll be in Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, a close, close second, close second. All right. Well, we will, uh, we will talk to all of y'all soon enough. Uh, best of luck to Jeremy uh, as he tries to get a little smarter. Um, wow. Hey, you know, that's 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 what it does. Okay? Just speak in the truth, and it will set you free. Anyways, uh-huh. happy March to everybody right around the corner. That means spring is right around the corner, and I cannot wait. Because uh, Owen and I were talking about this before, pre-pod. Baseball season is also right around the corner. Hopefully, hopefully we're, we're, I guess we're yet to be determined, but it'll, it'll come. Other than that, as always, adios. Adios. Adios.